0: Hey, everyone. You are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, J.J. Parker and Melissa Albers. J.J. owns a tech company, and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years.
1: Well, this morning, we have been chatting about self-awareness and relationships. Indeed. And... Uh I thought I'd share a story um about a relationship in my life that you know uh ended up ending mm. uh and it was a really transformational point in my life and a pretty hard uh, a pretty hard hard time right. in my life so I thought I'd share the story with everybody um just so we can kind of use it to maybe learn and gain some insight um that's awesome on on this topic so so quite a few years ago uh i had an acquaintance uh his name's john and you know we kind of i knew him because one of my we had a mutual um friend right it was actually my mentor uh he said hey jj you should meet this guy john he's kind of creative like you you guys probably get along. Um, so I had coffee and lunch with him a few times, you know, we kind of like riffed on, um, you know, creativity and art and things like that. And then, um, you know, it was fun, but you know, it was just uh, pretty casual. Right. Well, one day he called me and said, Hey JJ, you should come up to my cabin. And he had this cabin in Wisconsin, like two hours from my house. And I was like, Oh uh, yeah. You know, thinking like I'm, busy, you know, I'm trying to run the company. Uh I was having all sorts of partnership problems. I had a business partner. We were 50-50 partners and it was like really terrible. Yeah. Like um that that relationship was is was uh you know fairly really dysfunctional. Um and it was and and you know and that was the hard part of my life. I was we had a company i had this failing business partnership and every and everything around me was really terrible and stressful um so john said hey you should come up to my cabin and my first i was like i don't have time to come to this guy's cabin."
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we're networking and that's cool and everything but no, right yeah
1: nope yeah i'll grab a coffee with you but i'm not gonna drive four hours <laughs> have coffee with you so in any case i decided to to go up there and and meet with him so i left super early in the morning because i like didn't want to burn the whole day up there um and so i left my house and uh got there and he had a beautiful cabin right and It was, and he had designed every little bit of it and it was meticulously designed. Like he was telling me how he chose the doorknobs and the cabinets and he built, you know, um, various parts of it. And it, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, And he was telling me, uh, and he was showing me like the bunkhouse for his grandkids and all of the different parts that he built this of this cabin for him and his family right but the thing is like john didn't have a family anymore he had recently had gotten divorced right um she lived in the cities took the house and he got the cabin Mm -hmm. and so he was like basically sequestered right up in this cabin alone after a really bad divorce in this place that he designed for his Everyone. family.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And I stepped in there and I took all that in and it was to me, it was like an echo chamber of oh. like sadness or, yeah. you know, I, the, yeah, the way yeah, I yeah. was perceiving all of that. Yeah. I just like, this is, this is too much. Like yeah. this is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, and I he was—he
0: cur- was hurting too. He was hurting too. And
1: he was in a bad. Yeah, and he—he he was. Um, and, um, but he's a great guy. Yeah. Like he, you know, he welcomed me in. He had, like had breakfast and coffee, and, um, and we just like waxed poetically about <laughs> all the obscure things, like as we do. Um, and so as the morning progressed, you know, um, it 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 ended up being. Uh, a really nice time, and around noon he goes, "Hey JJ, do you want to read my book?" I was like, "Your book? <laughs> You're writing a book?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm writing a book." <laughs> I was like, "Well, that sounds really interesting." So he goes, "Let me go get it," and I heard his printer. He like he grab <laughs> his computer, and I heard his printer going because like it was literally like on his on his computer still. Like he hadn't he doesn't have a copy, so he sits me down in this like big oversized armchair in his, uh, in a sunroom. And he like puts a blanket over me (laughs) and, and he hands me like 20 copier paper sheets of paper. Right. And I thought, I was like, I'm not sure if this guy is, you know, going to like, maybe, maybe I'm going to end up in this guy's basement. Right. Like he's going (laughs) to, Murder me up here or something. No idea. (laughs) So anyway, I started reading this book that he was working on. And it was um, instantly, I was like captivated. It was beautiful. Like like Mm -hmm. the characters were really interesting. It was really vivid. The imagery that he was provoking was really amazing. And I I was stunned. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how is a guy who is seemingly like um seemingly like in a bad spot producing such a beautiful Mm. artwork right how is that possible i couldn't reconcile those two things because i was also in a really terrible place but i wasn't producing any beautiful artwork i was like doing a terrible job i was not producing i wasn't being creative that whole part of me was being was was non-existent um So it struck me right there. Like, like I'm not being my authentic self. I'm, I'm not being creative. I'm not doing the thing I'm supposed to do. And I got up from that chair and said, John, thank you so much for having me. I got to go. And I like just left and I drove home. It was like two hours, could have been two minutes. I have no idea. And right then I realized I need to change my relationships. There mm. there are people in my life that I need to I this needs to change. I can't be in toxic relationships anymore. So
0: hmm. wow. So what happened after that?
1: <laughs> well, after that it, it it was pretty quickly where I decided that, you know, my my relationship with my business partner yeah. wasn't working and that then that relationship had to change or you know certainly in the business context needed to end because I couldn't live in that state it was affecting all my other relationships too like my wife uh remembers that time as the worst time in our relationship oh and I felt like what I I felt actually like I wasn't acting different yeah at with her right but I clearly was I was really emotionally um distant yeah, right, because yeah. I was I was so armored up.
0: Yep, yep, yep. You know, during yep, the yep, day yep. I was
1: so armored up during the day that I couldn't drop that armor when I got home. I didn't realize I was doing that until years yeah. later, <laughs> like when she and I, you know, really got down into like what was going on in wow. that period of time.
0: Wow, I think this is a first of all, thank you for sharing that story because I think that that's a that's a big story for you. Like, that's a, Mm. it's a very emotional, hard story. And um, you craftfully and artfully told the story. (laughs) Um, I was around a little bit during the tail end of that. And it was very, very painful. And I think that like, as I'm reflecting on your story, you know, there's a lot of times in our growth where We outgrow things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it can be something simple, like we could outgrow clothes. (laughs) You know, we're little kids, like you have a favorite pair of roller skates. Like I had a pair of roller skates. They were, oh my gosh, this is going to show my age. They were metal wheeled roller skates that you attached (laughs) to your shoes And every time you were riding on them, it honestly jarred every filling in your mouth out. It was so, (laughs) but I loved those roller skates because they gave me freedom, right? They gave Mm -hmm. me like, and, and when those roller skates were no longer fitting me, I remember being really, really sad and having a downright fit when my mom tried to get rid of them. Mm. And, and, you know, you think about as you're young and as you mature, as you get older, as you grow, there's a lot of things that we have to put down because they don't fit us anymore. They could be mm-hmm. something as inanimate as a pair of roller skates and they could be something as hugely significant as a long term business partner. You know? Yeah and, and 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 everything in between that I wonder what makes us resist moving.
1: Yeah. Right. Like definitely for you know, for me, it was years of holding on, right? It was yeah. like, this is going to get better. It will get through it, you know. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't happening, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it just wasn't happening. It wasn't clicking anymore. You know, sort of the, yeah. the magic there was gone. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, but I it's was... like hope, right? We're holding on to hope. We're holding on, like, we like, we, like, we look fondly back on how it was, Yeah. Right. And we want to hold on to that. We don't want to let that go.
0: The The interesting
1: thing thing is those fond memories are never gone. They're always there. Yeah. That always, that all happened. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing (laughs) I think too, the reason that like, for me, I know some of the reasons that I've really resisted is, you know, like I've talked before in, in um, previous podcasts and I'm sure I will in future ones as well. How of a, how much, um, change I had experienced as a child. Like Mm -hmm. I moved, um, 20 times by the time I graduated from high school and, um, and I was in a constant state of change and I'm so grateful for that now. I really truly am. But in the time, at the time I really hated it and any kind of change represented something bad, even though that wasn't really true. It felt to me like if, Oh, if I'm going to change something, that means I'm going to lose something. And I think we have a tendency to do that, how we have a tendency to focus on even if we know something is it's time, like even if it is like in a relationship situation, it may not be as something as significant as a 50 50 business owner. But like just think about your friend groups when you're growing up Mm -hmm. and, you know, as you're getting older, you're in new sports, you're in new activities, you change friend groups frequently. And that's because you're growing and you're outgrowing the old ones to leave space for the new ones, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when I look back on my friend group, you know, I had like, there was like six, six guys that, that during kind of high school and college in our early twenties, all kind of like stuck together. Yeah. Um, and we spent a lot of time together, you know, and yeah. we all kind of got married around the same time, and, you know, but, but then, and after we all kind of got married and then we started having kids, you know, in our thirties, you know, n- we really didn't see yeah. each other much anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. And everyone just kind of drifted apart. Some people moved. Some, you know, people just um, were into other things. And, you know, sometimes you feel guilty that those old relationships aren't there anymore.
0: Yeah. You right? Like I again. should,
1: I should reach out to my old yeah. high school buddy. I yeah. should, Why, you know. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. But
1: it's a you know to me it's you know there's the guiltiness, but then it's like, well, what was the you know? Do we have expectations that my my high school buddies and I were going to hang out every single day until we were like ninety? You know?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Some, it is a, a bit about self expectation too, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, it's, I
1: mean, I can. I I still love those guys. I'd still. Yeah. We got together. We just pick up where we left off. You know, yeah. even though it's fifteen years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the relationships that I currently have are are just are different. They're they're yeah. different people. They're you yeah. know they're different. They're actually different kinds of relationships than I would have had with mm. those guys, right? Mm.
0: That's really interesting. You know, so
1: some of those old relationships, yeah. Um, when I was younger, was much more about you know.
0: <laughs> <Not really. laughs> eating like, an entire bag of Doritos in front of <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing eating, video games. Because <laughs> I was just gonna
0: say that eating an entire bag of chips while playing video <laughs> games. Oh my gosh. Well, I think too, like some of the some of the things that we so if you think about that, it's really interesting because we end up holding ourselves back for what we are meant to have be or do because we are hanging on to what we had that felt familiar. And even as that familiarity becomes very stilted and halting and uh, oppressive, like sometimes even oppressive, sometimes I think we prefer that over the unknown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, um, John Maxwell, one of my mentors, he always says, and I remember this quote, and I always remember it, especially at times like this kind of conversation. And it is um, that you are a product of the top five relationships that you spend time with. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that because if, if you think about it like that, it makes it super easy to understand why it's important to sift and sort things that no longer fit you. If Even people, situations, jobs, you know, um, emotional reactions to things, mm-hmm. you know, uh how things don't fit anymore and in order for you to continue in your expansiveness and to continue towards what you're really meant to to be there has to be more space you know we just can't
1: yeah yeah it there there's a couple things that that come to mind that I think are like really interesting with with that concept certainly you know when we talk about maybe just shifting who we're kind of hanging out with on a daily basis as far as like a friend group. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Pretty easy. You know, that kind of like ebbs and flows fairly easy, you know, ch- changing things that are much more committed, like yeah. a business partner relationship or, yeah. or a, or a, yeah. a spousal relationship. Um, or, yeah. you know, even, you know, changing over time with, you know, your spouse, your spouse relationship. I know, you know, my wife and I talk about how, um, you know, like the way I was when I was in my twenties and the way I thought about things when I was in my (laughs) twenties is different than the way I think about things today. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, one of my personal core values is to always, um, you know, always be changing, always be learning and, and, and be evolving. Right. Yeah. Um, so to me, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm significantly different in my thinking patterns and my way of being than I (laughs) was. my
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Me too.
1: Now, (laughs) like, (laughs) um, my wife, uh, you know, even though I'm pretty sure she supports me in this journey, in, in, in that journey, occasionally is like, like, yeah, when we were dating, you're very different, right? So she's kind of like pulling out this idea that, you know, who she met in her 20s is maybe not exactly the same oh as who gosh. I am today. Now, so funny. I'm not really worried about that, right? But it is a it is a thing, right? Yeah, that it's is a thing. thing. People yeah. evolve, yeah. people change. And when yeah. you're in a re- relationship for, you know, 20 plus years,
0: yeah,
1: you know, e- as partners, you have to understand where your partner is, yeah, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so, yep, and, yep, yep. and how
1: you support them and
0: yeah, maybe I, you I, don't
1: like that change. Maybe that change <laughs> doesn't suit you anymore. I don't know. It gets complicated, right? Well, we're not here for marriage so. advice. <laughs>
0: no, heck no. But I will plus one your story because when Mitch and I were first married, so now we've been married twenty six years. When Mitch and I were first married, um, if we had a fight, I would have a very routine response, which was to slam a door. Mm. <laughs> okay. And we lived in a house that had really cheap foam core doors, so they didn't really slam very well. It was like a lot of times you could get a lot of energy behind it, and then it would just be like click, and I'd get so mad that I'd open the door and slam I'd it slam again? it again. I would slam it again. And I would hear I'll show his, you. And I would hear Mitch's voice on the other side of the door going, oh, now we're going to slam the doors. And that emotional reaction worked for me for a really long time. It gave me a great deal of personal and emotional satisfaction satisfaction until he outsmarted me and we were in a fight once and he he slammed the door before I did and my husband never (laughs) loses his cool he is the most moderate calm person (laughs) and we had this fight and I went storming off and all of a sudden I heard a door slam from somewhere in the house and Uh. I sat down and burst out laughing because it was uh, so uncharacteristic and I know he was trying to get out ahead of it you know yeah. he, and and I never did it again. I never did it again <laughs> because I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious but I think too yeah you know, like, like so like, I like just, that like,
1: response you're like, okay I guess. I've outgrown that. Yeah.
0: We've outgrown that. I'm gonna have to come up with something more creative now, right? And but but you know, and and you just think of the evolution of people. And sometimes we do have to say, we do have to make dramatic changes and we do have to say goodbye. Sometimes we have to be patient and we have to hold our center while the other person is going through some changing. Because the other thing I think that's super interesting to think about is. There's a lot of times where we are in a particular growth that doesn't match those around us and we go ahead of them and we feel, we feel guilty. We feel bad. We feel like we shouldn't do it, all these things. Um, And yet we know we have no other choice because it's just where we are. And sometimes they will then bypass us later. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think we all are changing at different rates. I mean, especially in long-term partnerships, you do go through periods where, like, I'll go through this period where I'll sort of go way forward in a personal growth piece. Like, I'll be thinking about something in a totally different way. And my Mm -hmm. husband will be like, what are you even saying? Like, that doesn't sound familiar (laughs) at all. And I'll get so uptight about it. And yet, you know what? It could be six months later. It could be a year later. Suddenly, he has not only done what I've done, but he's gone even further ahead in how Mm -hmm. he is processing information or how he is being uh, okay with things or being more relaxed and flexible about things, mm-hmm. which then teaches me that. So I think it's a continuum. And I just think it's, I think we have to be more flexible with ourselves as we're grow, you know, as we're going through yeah. these growth moments and not, not yeah. make ourselves wrong for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I think this is a, you know, this is a, a really interesting topic yeah. Um I bet I think we could have like a whole nother podcast to <laughs> to explore this. I mean, and really like what would be awesome is if some of our Facebook community would like hop on. Oh yeah. This one and really kind of Yeah. I think a conversation around how your own personal growth affects your you know, your long-term relationships and yeah. and get people's insights uh yeah. On what they've gone through, because um, I think it seems to be like a topic that everyone experiences, but like we don't talk about a lot, right? I don't talk to my friends about how our long term relationships have evolved over <laughs> decades, right? Right. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe right. we should. It's, Not maybe unless it's you a lost a bet, usually.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Well awesome, this is a, this is a great conversation. I look forward to uh, to another another round of it.
0: Yeah, same. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.